I'm Haley. I'm Sean. And welcome to Haley Hates Everything. I pick a surprise topic. And I get high and opinionated so we can discuss it together. So grab a snack and hang out with us for Haley Haley Hates Hates Everything. Everything. Sup, haters? It's Haley. We are back. Welcome back to the podcast. It's been a little while. We'll talk a little bit about that. But I am also joined by my co-host, Sean. Hello, Sean. Hey, sweets. How's it going? <laughs> that was new. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> good afternoon. And good afternoon to you as well. Oh, man, we got real rusty. We did. We do have a lot to discuss. A lot. I don't know where these conversations will take us. It's okay. just going to go where it goes. Uh-huh. No pressure, as they say. No, not here. <laughs> Not here, please. <laughs> they will not say that. So we've been gone for two months. Little mm. podcast break. And that's because it's my fault. <laughs> it is my fault. I have some mental issues. Anxiety, depression, complex PTSD, yada, yada. It's like mental. It's conditions. It's not necessarily yeah. an issue grab a tissue type of situation oh there's plenty of tissues yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i grabbed plenty of tissues it's totally what are you talking about <laughs> not to minimize it as just an issue it's an actual condition oh okay you're saying it's not just i'm not just fucking shit up on purpose it's in the body yeah, I can't yeah. necessarily control it. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I don't know when the shit is going to be shitty. And I don't know when it's going to be less shitty. <laughs> so I have to decide, am I just going to continue feeling shitty and hate everything that's going on and feel shittier mm-hmm. because I'm not taking the time? Or do I actually take the time to like rest and try to think about yeah. Is there anything that's causing me to feel shitty? I just need the time to myself to not have so much extra pressures and everything Mm. on top of whatever's going on internally, mentally. So yeah, this time, I still, look, I still felt shame and guilt for not doing the podcast. But this time I decided to take the time to sort of rest and take things off my plate and just focus on very specific things at specific times and i think it helped i yeah. feel like i get through these things a little faster yeah absolutely. um it's not perfect but it doesn't feel good for a while and it feels like it'll never end yeah. so it makes doing everything else harder so i just have to mm-hmm. focus on just staying alive eating sleeping <laughs> that kind of thing <laughs> hydrating so it, it just may it makes everything else harder and it was good to take that extra time to focus on that and unfortunately the podcast had to go on the back burner but I'm feeling better I'm coming out of that sort of depression fog or whatever you want to call it I'm having some energy I'm getting some (laughs) shit done I am trying to tick off my to-do list of all of projects that I want to do while I'm in the zone so we're back this is part of the it's like that so i'm just trying to get things done i'm trying (laughs) we have a lot of stuff to talk about not just oh i'm so depressed Mm. Uh, (laughs) which i I don't want to minimize it either because it is super shitty 
Yeah, totally. So, did you have anything up top that you want to discuss? I'm excited to talk about the our last episode. I still tout that my movie was the best, of course. Oh, God. No. Mm-mm. No. I don't know. I can't remember if the part about Rotten Tomatoes made it into the podcast. I was just going to gloat a bit. What's fucking new, dude? I remember you saying mine got the highest Rotten Tomatoes score. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a very intellectual film. No, it was a fucking nightmare. It was a shit show. And anyone who watched it, but especially Brandon, will say, I concur. It was a shit show. He didn't hate it as much as I did, but I'm going to yeah. speak for him right now. Okay, yeah. So what's new? You're gloating about your fucking crazy movie. So just to set things straight. <laughs> what? The City of Lost Children had an 80% on the tomato meter and a 90% on the audience score. What kind of freaks are saying that? 59 reviews for the tomato meter, 50,000 plus ratings for the audience score. How many of those ratings are from you and your accounts that you've made to promote this film? (laughs) That's not not completely out of the question that I could have done that, but... Um, Okay, wait, wait, (laughs) there was a big pause, and then there was a, yeah, okay, yeah, kind of vibe coming from you there, so that, there was no denial, and so that tells me you do have multiple accounts in which you are voting and uplifting this movie. No, no, I don't. I think your suspicion of me had merit, but I did not do it. Okay, what? (laughs) This is what you're saying. That makes sense, and I probably could have done that, and I can see why you think I would do that. But I didn't do it. (laughs) Why even include that whole front part? Just say the last part. I didn't do it. I was trying to give you credit on suspecting that it's something I could have done, that's all. I know it's something you could have done. (laughs) They don't necessarily know that. They know it from me. Does everyone not believe me? (laughs) Haley hates when people try to be lying to her. (laughs) And she hates when people don't listen. So (laughs) why would people listen to a podcast where they think I'm lying all the time? I just don't know if everybody knows I'm like a programmer so I could actually like. Yeah, you're a little technical nerd computer guy. People know what you are. They've (laughs) sensed it. They heard you go on about that fucking Dune oh, book series. They, can they should tell know what by you then. Are. They know what you are. <laughs> you don't need a scarlet letter. They can tell. Oh, they can tell. <laughs> and I think we were clear. We've known each other for 18 years. Yeah, we have. And so I know you're some kind of nerd freak who will make multiple accounts just so he can uplift this movie and be like see it's actually very high on rotten tomatoes (laughs) all right far and away got a 50 percent on the tomato meter and a 62 on the audience score look i think some of that's personal because people don't like scientology and i get it i don't either and Yeah. yeah is tom cruise crazy yeah (laughs) oh my god you got this is a tangent tangent alert don't freak out 
Uh, <laughs> have y'all seen that behind the scenes? Like this motherfucker actually got on a motorcycle and drove it up a ramp and off a cliff mm-hmm. and then parachuted. You get that wrong one time. Bye bye movie. <laughs> bye bye Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah. It takes some amount of crazy to drive a motorcycle off a cliff for anything. <laughs> Even for millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I think some of that's personal. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Against Tom Cruise. And I get it. But I just don't look. Do I trust the masses? No. I don't. (laughs) There are lots of reasons. Very visibly to all of us. I'm not going to go through all of them. Y'all know what they are. (laughs) I don't trust most people. And I don't trust (laughs) most people's opinions. That's why I don't keep up with trends. I don't follow them. If I like something, I like it. And if it happens to be trendy, cool. I can find more of it. If, you know, someone, whoever, doesn't think it's cool, I don't really give a shit. What is your point with all this, honestly? Are you even, you gonna fuck around about Brandon's movie? You gonna talk some shit about that? You want him to come back with some audio? (laughs) He would. You want to talk some shit? Because you're only talking shit about mine. And I'm just wondering, is it just because I'm here and Brandon's not here? Nope. Radioland Murders had a 24% on the tomato meter and a 59% on the audience score. And his was lower. So why aren't you talking shit about that? Why are you just coming for me? I didn't talk any shit about yours. I only said what the things were. I didn't say anything. It was shit was implied. Not only from your tone, but from your facial expression. And I could see that, but other people couldn't. There was one other item that was mentioned in the podcast. We had talked about the City of Lost Children game for the PS1. Oh, yeah, I don't remember if I kept that yeah, in. Yeah, unfortunately. Behind the scenes, maybe. Like, you can only get for like a hundred bucks or more. And I wasn't going to pay a hundred bucks for it. Please don't tell me. That's why I got the $20 German version. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. Fuck yeah. Oh my gosh. Does that even work in anything? Oh, I got it working on a PlayStation 1 oh, emulator. Of course you fu- Of course you fucking did. A PlayStation 1 emulator. All right. Remember earlier when you were like... But people don't know that I'm a nerd. And so you got to tell them, like, my history so they know. You can't just, like, call me a nerd. You got to tell them why I'm a nerd. And I'm like, oh, they know. (laughs) What you just said, if they didn't know before because they hadn't been listening, now they know. A PlayStation 1 emulator is what he used to make a German video game from 20-something odd years ago work. There you go. That's who Sean is. There you go. And do you feel seen? <laughs> Indeed, yes. Thank okay. You. Okay. Here, do you want to try and read what the name of it is in German? <sighs> no, you took German in high school, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Die? Yeah? Did I get that part right? D. <laughs> Stat? Kinder, <laughs> is that correct? Yeah, something like that. Okay, so I was pretty good. Yay me! So now, if you wanted to, we can set up a whole stream. You can play it. I can get Google Translate going to translate it in real time. Oh man! I guess. <laughs> 
Look, this is partly my fault because I did talk some shit where I said, yeah, I'll play it because I have a big mouth and sometimes I run it and sometimes I don't want to back that up, but I did run my mouth. And I said I wanted to play it because I like to be cool. I like to be the cool girl. <laughs> I like to. I'm up for a challenge. Now you can add game streamer to your. No, let's not go that far. I look. Gamer I, girl. I don't. I could already claim that title. Yeah, yeah. I just don't want another thing that I have to keep up with. I opened a Threads account, whatever app thing. It's like Twitter, but less shitty people. I don't know. But I don't have time. It's too much pressure. I don't want to. Uh, I don't have time to keep up with it. I don't have yeah. time to learn exactly how to use it the best. But I am there, and I have been throwing out some random thoughts here and there. <laughs> so. If you join the Threads app, you can follow me, Divine Mrs. Diva, same thing as my Instagram account. And I'm just going to say some shit every now and then. We'll just see. If I got an opinion about something, I think I'll just put it out there and we'll just see. Did you just Cheers. post a, an opinion? What was the last one? Oh, here's what happened. I posted a great thing about the hot guys reels and how much I hate them. And we'll talk about <laughs> that in a minute. But I was trying to figure out how to post it on Instagram because other people were doing that. And mm. I was going to try to like, it looks cool with the thing. And I thought, oh, okay, that's a cool way to tell people to maybe follow me over there if they want to mm, yeah. get some shit that I'm not saying over on Instagram. <laughs> but in that process, it deleted that post. <laughs> oh my god. And I didn't want to repost it. I don't have time for that. I don't know. I couldn't get it back. But it was a great post. <laughs> and maybe I'll say it in the future. <laughs> but I'm about to say it here anyway. So, you know, what are you going to do? Oh, but I think the last one was about when we got high on the beach and you said that you saw things differently. Things were sh in sharper focus and, and things just looked different because you were high. And I leaned into you and I said, does that make my pores look big? <laughs> and we just cackled and cackled on the beach. <laughs> oh, shit. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> then it started raining. How long uh, yeah. did it take you to try to fold that tent back up? A long time. It was so cold. It was incredibly windy. It started raining. We were there to see the sunset, but the clouds <laughs> came real fast. We were both high because we got high because we thought we were going to sit there and watch the sunset. Yeah. And we had the dogs with us. So, <laughs> so we're trying to get everything out of the tent. And in this wagon that thankfully the rental place we were at had, I'm trying to keep Dobby in the wagon tucked into blankets because he's freezing. I'm holding Finn who's in a sort of backpack situation on the front of me. And I'm trying to hold that in place while also trying to keep myself warm. And I felt just like, a, like an Irish immigrant, like going onto the ship and just very cold at just holding on to my children. And you're trying to fold this tent. It was just like a half tent thing. And it has the poles in it. So you've got to bend it in these very specific ways. And I couldn't help him because I'm trying to keep the dogs together. <laughs> and the wind is making this thing almost a kite. It was not fun. <laughs> and that kind of 
is an example of how the whole trip was. <laughs> it was things didn't go quite right. Things didn't go quite as planned. Yeah. And because I was already depressed and all of that, it just was like little triggers that all made it worse. Mm. I felt like I cried the entire time. You didn't. But I know that I didn't. There were still fun things that happened. Yeah. But anyway, working through a lot of shit, mm. learning a lot of new <laughs> things about myself. And I was going to talk about those later. But let's go back to this thing. So <laughs> <laughs> it didn't cost you $100, right? No, no. And is this something you're playing on like a laptop or do you, is it like an actual console or what? Yeah, I, PlayStation. I might be able to... I could definitely hook something up to the TV. Or it could go on your computer. It'll run on your computer as well. Okay, so I'm, I'm willing to attempt it. <laughs> and record myself in... I don't know what way. Like, at least audio. <laughs> but I will not lose my mind over it. <laughs> and I... I'm not excited. It won't about haunt it. you. It won't haunt. I won't let it haunt me. No, I won't give it that power. <laughs> Maybe you like the game a lot more than the movie. That's possible. <laughs> it's very possible. You know what's what game is better than the movie? Uncharted. Ah, uh, true. Did y'all see that garbage? Look, <laughs> it wasn't complete garbage. It was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg, Tom Holland. I'm actually, I'm liking Tom Holland the more that I see him in stuff. Oh, okay. But Marky Mark, and I'm going to call him Marky Mark because I know he hates to be called Marky Mark. <laughs> I wasn't great with the casting, but again, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. It yeah. was a little, it was a little closer to the vibe of the video game than I thought it was going to be. Was it enjoyable? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> But it wasn't exactly what I wanted it to be. That's all. Anyway, I'm going all over the place. It's been a while. And I might just start spewing just information of any kind just out into the microphone. Did you have any uh, last thoughts on the movie exchange episode? Again, you're wrong about your movie. <laughs> And that's really what I want to leave everyone with is that I don't even want to say that my movie's the best. I just want to say that yours is not. <laughs> oh, man. I remember in Little League, there's this one kid. He was just a real dick, always saying he's the best and stuff. And I'd always tell him he wasn't the best. You would tell him that? Yeah. I wouldn't say I was the best. He'd be like, oh, what? You think you're better than me? I'd be like, no. I just don't think you're the best. <laughs> oh my God, did it piss him off. Right? <laughs> I hate this. Only a little. Many hates. Look, I mentioned this earlier. Need to get it off my chest. Okay. I hate hot guy reels. <laughs> reels, you know, the videos on Instagram. I'll be explaining a lot just in case. So... Hot guy reels is what it sounds like. It's some guy who's considered very attractive, who makes a reel, who makes this video of him essentially doing nothing. And that's why I hate it. Because <laughs> not only is it too cocky, because they know they're hot. Like, that's the first thing. Yeah. It's not enough to be hot. There needs to be substance there. <laughs> This seems to be an unpopular opinion, but 
There needs to be something behind the eyes, perhaps. <laughs> something where things are clicking. <laughs> there needs to be skills and talent. There right. needs to be a humbleness. Describe one of the hot guy reels you've seen. All right. So hot guy, usually buff, usually shirtless. Just jacked. Yes, we're talking washboard abs. This is like clearly a guy who spends most of his time in the gym and the tanning salon, possibly. Got like cantaloupes for arms? Mm, no, not that big. <laughs> okay. A little bit more athletic built. Okay. Sort of slim but muscular. But not always. I mean, sometimes like the cowboy ones, they're usually like jacked. They're right. usually like extra tone because I'm assuming they've been <laughs> lifting hay bales and shit. <laughs> Picture that, a hot guy. Usually he's got on some kind of tight jeans. Maybe mm. he's got on gray sweatpants. So you can see the outline of his dong. He's got on a cowboy hat or maybe he's like a surfer guy. They all have their personalities. Oh, yeah. So obviously I'm a grown woman and sometimes I'm like, oh, that guy's attractive. But I don't click on him and I don't click on him out of <laughs> principle. But sometimes I'm like, he's attractive. Maybe he's actually doing something like constructive <laughs> or they'll have some words like every girl needs to hear this phrase. And I'm like, OK, what does this motherfucker think every girl needs to hear? And so I click on it because I'm curious. Right. What the fuck is going on in his brain? But it, none of it makes sense. OK, hot guy, different personality, whatever. It's a specific look. So it either doesn't make sense. It's a stupid dance. That is just ridiculous, especially it looks super ridiculous because a muscular guy's doing it. Maybe that's the point, but I don't like it. It's too freaky. Or it's some kind of slow motion movement, but that slow motion movement will lead to nothing. Like the video will stop just as it gets to the point of the guy actually gonna do something. I'll give you an example in a minute. So that's usually what it is. Or it's a total thirst trap where essentially he knows that he there's like a cover of the video and it'll be something very specific where he's in very little clothing or he's in a sexy pose or he's making a sexy face or whatever, uh -huh. something like that. But then that's all it is him like being like, oh, yeah, aren't I fucking hot? <laughs> and that pisses me off because I feel duped. In yeah. that moment, let me decide if I think you're hot. Don't tell me that you're hot. If you're telling me, that makes you not hot. So, okay. So here's some examples. So number one, there was this guy, very tan. He looked kind of surfer boy, tousled blonde hair. So I click on it because the words say, if a girl knows this phrase in this song, this verse of this song, uh -huh. then she's a keeper. Nice. And so I was like, okay, what does this ding dong think is worthy <laughs> lyric wise? And I thought it was going to be something about sucking dick or, and I wanted to know if I was right, to be honest. I click on it and it's this guy up in the camera. So it's really just his face and his shoulders. And then he's lip syncing mm -hmm. to Any Man of Mine by Shania Twain. And it's, <laughs> let me find the lyrics and I'll tell you what verse. So just in case you want to, let a guy know you're a keeper, then you can have this Shania Twain verse memorized and then go look for some kind of blonde beach bum. 
This is what he thought was worthy of a keeper. Any man of mine better be proud of me, even when I'm ugly. He still better love me, and I can be late for a date, that's fine. But he better be on time. <laughs> that's it. That's it. What? And I watched it and I go, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> and I was so angry. And that's when I knew I needed to talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> okay, so here's another example. There's this one guy. Now, I started following him because it just is so crazy. <laughs> The things that are considered so great and get him so many likes and, oh, my God, you're so hot. Ooh yeah, daddy spanked me. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, <laughs> for very little of what he does. It's just, <laughs> it's mind boggling to me. If I could switch bodies with anyone, I'd want to switch bodies with a super hot guy. Like, societally <laughs> fucking panty dropper hot. And I want to know what it's like. To have people treat you <laughs> like you're a fucking hot guy. Because it would be the total opposite of what I usually get treated like. Mm. And I just think that would be fascinating. And it also would make me very pissed off. So this guy, he's from the Netherlands or something. I'm not going to tag any of these people. <laughs> I, yeah, don't, yeah. I, I don't want them to engage in this. But he's usually wearing some kind of like gray sweatpants where you can see the outline of his dong or nice. he's got some khaki pants on <laughs> or he has some specific like jedi robes like hood, <laughs> a, a hooded robe that he wears shirtless he's shirtless all the time by the way this is all shirtless okay and he does he's got really long hair like down to his waist Whoa. like dirty blonde hair right and he'll braid it in viking braids and he'll be a viking and he's got like leather straps and i guess whatever whoever chick he's with she's like societally hot too so she's in lingerie in the background posing with her ass out and he's got a whip or something but it's just i'm a hot guy it's about to fuck and that's like it and he's just he does the whip and then that's it and so He's got all these, he's got a lightsaber that he'll d just move around. Uh -huh. Here's the thing. If you're, it's not enough just to be hot. If you've got a lightsaber, show me you know how to use it. Don't just wave it around or expect to be hot. He does this thing with the lights where it's like he, he's clothed. And then when he does it like this, he's not clothed. And then you're supposed to be like, Ooh, Jesus, fuck. But I'm like, you didn't do anything. You just moved a light and recorded yourself doing it. I want to see skills, like yeah. actual skills. Yeah, yeah. But that's, and he'll do a lot of the slow motion shit that I don't like. It'll pull you in because there's some kind of action that you know is about to happen. And you're like, what the fuck is this guy going to do? Like, is he actually going to do something? Does he actually have a skill now? Did he learn something? So you click on it and you watch it. And it's a slow motion of him like moving towards some action and then the video stops right when he would be about to actually do something if you were going to make a hot guy video you'd probably make one like cooking or something right you'd be like yeah i'm a sexy guy i'm cooking yeah i know how to cook yeah. this is going to be super awesome i got some sweatpants on yeah. showing my dong outline. yeah you're going to show your dong outline Sweet. um Sweet. i'm liking this yeah it's going to be like the morning your hair is going to be a little tousled yeah. and Maybe you'll have a tank top on. Okay, all right. And you'll have, maybe you're flipping an omelet or something mm. like that, or maybe uh -huh. some pancakes, right? 
So you're going to have the skillet and there's going to be something there. We know there's something in the skillet uh-huh. and you're going to be like looking at the camera like you're just you're ready to fuck. Yeah. But you also need to flip this pancake, okay. right? Yeah, I'm feeling it. So <laughs> it would be slow motion of you like looking and the, the frying pan like slowly okay. going as you're about to flip it. Uh-huh. And then just as you're about to throw it in the air that's when the video would stop. So really, you didn't have to do anything. You just had to pretend like you were going to do something. And that's what these people do. Or with the stupid dance. It's usually some cowboys with tight jeans out in a field somewhere. And I guess they got time on their hands. And so they decide to all get together in a group and do this lasso dance where they're like, her, 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 her. And they shove their butts out and they kick their legs around. Like, why? (laughs) Why? Why? I just, it's different. Sometimes they're like chopping wood or something. Or if they're showing their stylish skills. Uh, Here's some different outfits I put together. And you're like, Mm -hmm. damn, son. That's expensive shit. Yeah, yeah, these are the expensive. What's that Christian Bale movie where he's a serial killer? Psycho. American Psycho. (laughs) This is posh shit. Those types of dudes, like New York posh dudes. Okay, yeah, yeah, you have some skills. You can put a look together. That's a zaddy. A lot of zaddy. Yeah, Yeah. a lot of zaddy videos are fashion videos Mm -hmm. because that is part of zaddy zaddy. life, I would assume. Yeah. 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 There's all these different kinds, and I hate all of them. I don't know if everybody's aware of this, but, you know, when Facebook and everybody tracks you, they track your IP address and where you're coming from and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. And so they'll try and serve similar stuff to that IP address, which means, say, Haley's checking out some hot guy videos. (laughs) I hit search on my Instagram. (laughs) There's like a bunch of hot guy videos. (laughs) (laughs) The first time you told me, I'm getting all these like dancing cowboy videos <laughs> on my Instagram and I was like oh that's weird <laughs> but secretly it had taken me a few to learn that they were not what I wanted them to be I'll have to do some screenshots of what mine is right now because it's mainly <laughs> let's see <laughs> there's a lot of Henry Cavill dicks in my search <laughs> Like, a lot. <laughs> and then one video of somebody slapping a bunch of sheep on the butt. <laughs> I do follow a couple sheep accounts. They're in Scotland and England, and they're little mini sheep, and they're so cute. But I remember one of the first ones I got was just, like, this hot guy shirtless. He's turning around. Like, you see his hot, sexy back. Like, he's all yeah, yeah. fucking big. And he turns around. And he's holding a fucking pizza and smiling. (laughs) I'm like, what is this? Is is he trying to sell DiGiorno or what? But it didn't, it it didn't even, he wasn't even, I don't even think he was selling anything. No, No. it makes no sense. It just looked like a DiGiorno or something. And I was just like, why? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. And remember that one I showed you where he had this beautiful bronze skin, right? He was very tan, but he had blonde hair. And he had these very light blue eyes. Mm. And he was super buff. He looks dumb as dog shit is what he looks like. Oh, shit. I'm sorry he does. He has pretty eyes, but there's nothing there. 
And he's just super mus- muscly. Uh-huh. And his, so it makes his head look really tiny on his body. So in these videos, I was drawn in by the eyes. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. he has beautiful eyes. Maybe he has something constructive going on in his life. Boy, was I wrong. Not only is he completely dead behind the eyes, but he doesn't know what to do with his face. All right. He's worked so hard to cultivate every muscle in his body from the shoulders down. Yeah, yeah. All of that is so particularly defined, like (laughs) too defined. And he's got this tiny little head sit on the body and... He doesn't know what to do with his face. So in this particular video, the one I'm thinking about, he was sort of leaning over like at a bench at the gym and he was holding onto a weight and like pulling it up, doing these arm exercises. Mm. But he's staring at the camera as he's doing it and he's trying to smile, Mm. but not. But he wants to look sexy, but he's (laughs) not sure if that's right. And so his face, his mouth in particular goes all over the place it's, it's just he moves his mouth from smile to frown to close to the the whole time and i burst out laughing when i saw it and i was like oh my gosh i have to show you he was trying to go through an entire repertoire of looks that he'd practiced in the mirror he'd try and do like a, a smile and then try and do it like sexied up and then try and do a smolder and then try and but just... all of this was happening one after the other yes. very quickly. Very it looked quickly. like his face was seizuring or something. He didn't know what to do with his fucking face. And that's when you could tell he was so vacant behind the eyes because you could see him think about, oh, what do I do? <laughs> and I was like, this motherfucker, how dare him? <laughs> and here's another one. Here's another one. The long-haired guy. Uh-huh. All right. He did a video in which it was like my hair routine. Mm. he's got really long seemingly kind of thick hair yeah and i thought okay it usually looks clean and more voluminous in his video so i wonder how he takes care of it yeah so i clicked on the video and he had a mask like a hair mask like a deep condition on it and he had a like a shower cap on his hair because you can do that and let it sit for a while then he gets in the shower and i guess rinses it out and then he does his reveal where his hair's up in a towel and he takes it down and twirls it around because it just falls down his chest. <laughs> and then he does one of those little flippy things that people do where then when he flips back, then his hair's dry and it's like just cascading down. But here's the thing that pissed me off. One, it's not a routine. All he fucking did was a deep condition. Two, it didn't do shit. Because his hair still looks like fucking straw. I think he needs a haircut because all those ends are dry. And I'm talking like feet of ends, okay? Oh, shit. This is three feet of dead ends he needs to cut off, but he won't because it's his sexy guy hair. I'm just saying. Again, I was pissed off because I felt duped. I got drawn in by the promise of a beauty routine. Things that make you go. Ooh-wee! I think one thing that has made a big change in our lives is the addition of using a CBG marijuana strain. So CBGs, another portion of the cannabinoids that, that naturally form in marijuana, 
and some strains have been cultivated to be high in the CBG and one of the things they tout is mental balance and things of that nature. Mood boosting, Mood helps boosting. with inflammation, helps with yeah. pain. It's really made a change for us. We've always not slept that well, partially because we stayed up really late a lot. Yeah, we were always kind of night owls anyway. We didn't, yeah. we weren't, we're not morning people. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'd stay up later, but then you got to get up at a decent time to get anything done or go to work or whatever then you don't get enough sleep and that can affect lots of your body your brain your life and now we go to bed at a decent time <laughs> yeah we start getting sleepy when the sun goes down yeah and we're kind of awake naturally, <laughs> naturally. at a decent time yeah all the time even on the weekends now it's yeah, yeah. that circadian rhythm is more balanced mm. i feel like it's helped me with my anxiety and depression a lot just yeah, yeah. kind of balancing my mood more it certainly isn't a cure those things are always there yeah. but smoking the cbg has muted things a little more so for me i just i feel things so intensely and i was trying to explain it to sean it's just like really vivid saturated colors mm -hmm. that's how I feel so much and now things are more sort of mid-tone for me where they're not pastel they're not completely muted I still feel things but it's just not at the intensity level things don't make me cry as easily yeah I think I'm a little less sort of sensitive to that I don't get as weighed down with whatever emotion is happening at any certain time mm -hmm. or anything things like that like on a daily basis yeah yeah things that would make me super angry now just make me sad and disappointed <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm still angry i still get angry i yeah. still feel all of the feelings and at first it was super scary because i feel things so intensely and it felt like i i was barely feeling like anything mm, yeah. and when i was in my early 20s my mom made me take her paxil for a little bit and I think she was on a higher dose. I don't know. And it made me feel like a zombie. But I, I just sat there. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't care about anything. I didn't care about anyone. The house could have burned down around me and I would have just sat there. <laughs> and I don't want to feel like that. Yeah. So at first, because it was toning down my feelings so much and I'm, I was used to such a high level, it felt like it was dampening everything too much and i was really scared that mm. i was going into zombie mode yeah yeah but i think that was just me getting used to the lower level of feeling <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how yeah. intense it was yeah yeah for me but now i feel like it's more balanced that's good it's more even on a daily basis mm -hmm. but i do feel like those times when i get drawn into the anxiety or into the depression even if it lasts for weeks or months it's not as long as it used to last yeah it's yeah. not quite as heavy as it used to be yeah the lows aren't as low it is making a difference that way it's definitely making a difference day to day in my mood and my energy level because i'm getting enough sleep because mm -hmm. i'm going to bed at a decent time so yeah it's uh, just been super helpful yeah and uh, if you're not into smoking and stuff you can find some non-thc edibles that are yeah because i even think our, the strain that we get only has a very small thc yeah yeah it's one percent they do have gummies and tinctures like oil-based tinctures that don't have the thc in them yeah yeah 
the Wild brand has some CBG, CBD gummies that we took to the beach. And I felt those worked fine. Mm -hmm. I still feel like smoking it works better. But I do feel like the other options worked just maybe I would probably do them more like throughout the day versus smoking it, which I do two to three times a day. I usually just smoke it once in the day and it usually gives me a little bit of energy boost and definitely helps with focus and stuff. I guess my ooey would that would be that the season seven of Outlander has started. Oh shit. Yes. I'm very excited. I reread the book, An Echo in the Bone, to prepare and I really enjoyed the book. I forgot how many things happened that I really enjoyed. And specifically, like, even in the last episode, which I won't mention everything if you haven't <laughs> caught up, but there was a scene in a swamp. And I enjoyed this part of the book and I wanted to see it play out. They did make it a lot shorter because yeah, yeah. other stuff happened, of course. But I enjoyed seeing it kind of play out in that aspect and particularly a relationship between two characters kind of starts to happen a bit more. And I enjoy that, that whole plot line. <laughs> I'm trying to be very specific. <laughs> so that's my ooey. Outlander has started. I'm really excited about what happens in this season. There's going to be all kinds of ups and downs. And I'm really excited to see how they play it out. And if you enjoy watching Outlander, make sure that you check out the official Outlander podcast. Matt Roberts, who is a producer on the show, and maybe a showrunner now, he does the podcast and so different writers or producers or whoever will join him and they'll talk about, they'll watch the show in real time and they'll talk about different aspects behind the scenes and different stuff like that. He's so much information and just like extra tidbits and so if you really love behind the scenes stuff like I do, it's so much fun to listen to it and it's really slow because he is watching it in real time so sometimes (laughs) there are little pauses as they watch a scene or something. So I usually have it on 1.7 times speed and it, it goes by real fast. But but it's a really good addition, I think, to, to the show. Because obviously they can't put everything that's in the book in, in the show. And, and I was really mad because I saw some people's opinions on Facebook about it. And they were like, oh, I hated this, <laughs> the swamp scene. I'm glad they didn't do this. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Other people didn't like the, any of the swamp scenes. And I really enjoyed that part of the book. Did any of those people say they liked the City of Lost Children? They might as well have. (laughs) My gosh, Sean. I just want to gloat a little bit. It's 90% on the Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) Please. And you know what? You keep bringing up the movie, too. This is not the first time. Like, you've mentioned, uh, oh, is it like when the City of Lost Children? I'm like, who the fuck? What? Oh, that guy. No. You keep bringing it up (laughs) multiple times. And I'm like, why? Why are you doing this? I don't go around saying, my spoons, my spoons, all the time. (laughs) Only once in a while. (laughs) I might say you're a corker, Shannon, a little bit more than my spoons, but usually I'm talking to Finn. Yeah, yeah. Because he is a corker. I do enjoy getting a rise out of you because you hated it so much. God damn. I should have known. Everybody <laughs> fucking with me. <laughs> I, I, I got another ooey that, that kind of uh, loses some steam. Uh-oh. In, in the, it's, ooh. Oh, okay. New, new season of Witcher. But only like part uh, of it. Yeah. Yeah. Eh. 
It's like, uh, oh, <laughs> that's yeah. Henry Cavill's barely in it. And when he's in it, he's just going. Uh, uh, uh. He's got does, a little more talking this season. Does he look fucking hot? Yeah, he does. Is he a sexy daddy? Yes. <laughs> yes, he is. He's acting more like a daddy, too. I know. It was hot. I'm sorry. It was hot. It was protective. It was hot. I liked it. I thought it was sexy. I wanted to see more of it. I wanted to see him be more comforting and like a safe person and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he still just felt disconnected from everything. Yeah. And I liked the outfits, but it just felt like it was mainly Siri complaining about, why can't I have more freedom? Why can't I do this? And then being like, you gotta learn. And then just montages. When there's a montage that starts in the first five minutes, that's when I question, what's going on here? Why? I was excited until I started watching it. <laughs> and then I just wanted to see all this Henry Cavill. I just wanted to see him moving from room to room. And I didn't care about any of the other things. Yeah. I do want some of those Yennefer outfits, though. Oh, yeah. I need, yeah. like, a Yennefer cosplay. Fat Yennefer. Mm. I'll put it on the list. Here's another ooh-wee. This is from my birthday two months ago, because we're so behind. Axe throwing is fun. Oh, yeah, totally. It's fun. Now, I'm going to write about it on the blog, and actually it'll be out next week. So you can check that out, divinemrsdiva.com. There'll be a little video of me throwing the axe. It's very cute. I would say an hour is a a decent amount of time if it's just a couple people. But even if it's a few more, like four people, I think an hour is good. Because, especially if it's a hot day, because you got to walk back and forth to get your axe. Nobody's bringing your axe to you. (laughs) And back and forth, it gets old real fast and you start sweating. Yeah, yeah. Especially on a hot day in a humid axe throwing <laughs> fire station. Yeah, true. So so be prepared and wear sensible shoes. And I believe they Absolutely. say wear closed toed shoes in, yeah. in most of the things. It did feel I was concerned about the idea that there's also alcohol being served, hmm. but they only allow two drinks per person. Yeah. So that felt a little safer. And just keeping your wits about you. And knowing who's drunk-ish and who's not (laughs) is also very helpful. So when they're throwing an axe and you need to pay attention. I didn't have any slip-ups where I felt like I was going to hurt myself. And the axe is designed that once it hits the thing, it's supposed to drop. So it's not really, it's not going to bounce back as much as I guess a regular axe would. And I would also suggest instead of just doing the stationary bullseye to do the the computer-generated one. It's like a projector. And it's projecting a bullseye that changes, actually. So it's fun. It's fun. It's more like a game onto a board. And so you see it fine. You're throwing at this target that's changing each time. And it keeps, you can keep score, like Mm -hmm. a bowling game. Uh, It's got a little score in there. And there's different games. So we also did one where it was zombie heads that we had (laughs) to hit hit with an axe. But we couldn't hit the emoji or whatever. That one wasn't as fun. I enjoyed the bullseye one because it did change and it kind of kept your brain working and stuff. It was super fun. I would definitely go do it again. I would do it with friends. So if you have been thinking about it, go check it out. Also, for me, always a new we since 1988, Joe McIntyre. <laughs> Ooh, we Joe McIntyre. We saw him, Sean was there, <laughs> in Seattle on May 4th. Now, I just posted about it on my blog, so if you enjoy Joe McIntyre, if you enjoy New Kids on the Block, if you're just curious, 
go look at the video. It's on my YouTube channel. It's on mm -hmm. the blog, divinemrsdiva.com. I also have a, a blog post that goes along with photos and all kinds of things. So that is there if you want to see it. We had fun, but there were crazy <laughs> fan shenanigans. And I did write about it on the blog. I don't know how much we want to talk about it here. It's not a new we for sure. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Joe himself, Joe the performer, Joe the man, Joe the person, who we love him, <laughs> always will, adore him. Yeah. Favorite yeah. new kid. Yeah, he's great. Great performance. Yeah, you had a good time. You even got yeah. your picture taken with him. Now, Absolutely. did those pictures turn out? No, they didn't. Is that another ooey? No, it's not. It's another one that's going later on. And I also wrote about that on the blog, too. <laughs> well, I guess that's a good segue to bring us into No Caps. No Cap. I'm sorry, but if you go to a concert and you're taking a clipboard with a sign you made that's really actually a fake restraining order and you're taking it to that concert and you're waving it around in the air and you're a grown ass woman who's had too many white claws and you're waving it around in the air so no one behind you can see anything and you're saying, look at me, look at me, look at me. And your friend for, I don't know, a good chunk of the show is saying, hold it higher, he can't see you. I know he sees you. Why isn't he acknowledging you? We're going to get him to acknowledge you. Hold it higher. I don't know why he's not acknowledging you. To the point that Joe has to stop the show. This actually happened, by the way, you guys. That Joe has to stop the show and say, what are you doing? What is going on here? Yeah. Now, he thought he actually had a restraining order out against this chick. <laughs> but she says to him, my goal in life it's for you to take a restraining order out against me. And I thought, this is a great start. Now, I also have beef with Joe for later rewarding the behavior. But if you do all that shit and you go to the concert and the whole show has to stop because you're making an ass out of yourself, I need you to go home and think about yourself and think about your life. <clears throat> and here's the thing, and I said it in the blog post, but I'll say it here. It's selfishness masquerading as love. It's a need for attention because you can't do your inner work to figure out why the fuck you need so much attention. Yeah. That you're selfishly taking up everybody else's time to say, look at me. I need this. I, I, and fucking it up for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And you call it love. Do the work, people. <laughs> I'm sorry. It sucks. It's exhausting. It's not fun. We could have all had so, a so much better experience collectively as a group had people acted right <laughs> yeah. and not been like me. Yeah, yeah. And it also made me angry for Joe because he's putting this together. Yeah, he's still absolutely. learning the songs. He's also performing his songs. He's performing some new kids songs and he doesn't have to do that, yeah. but he is doing it. And he puts this together and it means something to him. He's mm -hmm. talked about how it means something to him. Yeah. It's important to him. This is his first solo tour in 20 years, 25 years, something. And then people are just yelling. Now, look, when he sang Father Figure, did I have a moment? Yes, I did. But was I yelling, you can be my daddy to him? No. He's still a human being and this is his job. And yeah, we're there to have fun, but let's respect him as well. You can clap. That's applause. That's what he needs. Yeah, Not yeah. just yelling out shit. 
Yeah. And because of all the crazy people, everybody else is talking all the time. It was a fucking sh- cr- crazy chaos show. <laughs> Did I let it take away from my Joe experience? No. Did he smile at me the biggest smile he had that night directly at me during my one of my favorite absolute Joe songs? <laughs> yes, he did. And do I have it on video? Yes, I fucking do. And I love it and I've watched it multiple times. Because <laughs> I know that smile was at me. And all you had to do was enjoy the experience. Yeah. And not... I just had fun. Wave shit in the air and, I was and dancing. affect other people's uh, experiences. But it was a lot of fun. And that, it was fun. And I we got to hang out with my friend Summer. And her mom was there. And we all had a great time. Like, the show was great. Yeah. But specific people made it real shitty real fast. <laughs> and ruined the vibe a little bit. Yeah. And I would just like people to think about other people around them. Do you need 10 white clothes? <laughs> I'm saying this because this is an example that the people sitting next to them told me. I didn't see the white gloves, but the people behind me saw them. And I found that out today. Just let's think about the people around us. I just wish that we could all work through all of our bullshit so that we can be ourselves and be happy with ourselves and therefore live a happier life. That also affects everybody around us. It all affects us. We're all in this life together. We're all in this world together. It's an example of a larger societal problem of people being very selfish and very entitled. Absolutely. And acting a fucking fool. Yeah. And it just pissed me off. And I'm happy that I didn't let it ruin my fun. was another example like when the girls tried to fight me at the Backstreet Boys. (laughs) Where I handled things extremely well and younger me would not have handled it in in that way. And so I I can bitch about it, but I can also be thankful that I was able to see the progress that I've made. Like it makes me have more confidence in my ability to like be in the world, exist in the world and be able to take care of myself or handle myself in a variety of situations. So in that I'm thankful that I got to see my progress in that sense and Mm -hmm. even how the cbg has helped me because i do feel like i would have been extremely angry shaking angry and not known exactly what to do with that energy and it might have kind of dampened my time but that didn't happen and even beforehand like i wasn't super anxious i wasn't freaking out i wasn't i'd get shaking anxious about anything like even Mm -hmm. seeing summer again i hadn't seen her in 12 years But meeting Joe, going to Joe, seeing Joe, whatever. I didn't have those like inner shake anxiety things at all. Yeah. And I know that's because of the CBG and some of the inner work I've been doing on myself. <laughs> Absolutely. The inner work um, you've been doing on yourself. I don't want to say that it's all the CBG because I, yeah. I have been doing a lot of work. It does suck. It's very hard. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Because you kind of have to remember every shitty thing that's ever happened to you and like how it's affected you. Yeah. So you're digging it all up <laughs> and it's not fun. But hopefully in the end, I'll be okay on the insides. <laughs> One can hope. But, you know, it takes a bit to get there. Nothing's ever perfect yeah. or the same. It goes up and down. Yeah. You'll have more more better days than worse days. Yeah, that'd be nice. And I don't know if people have heard about this, but I've been seeing it more online. So maybe it's starting to come out. 
But the idea of glimmers, they're like the opposite of triggers. So a glimmer is something that makes you really happy or makes you smile in some Mm -hmm. way. It's something pretty or something sweet or just something nice. It could be super mundane, like you got a ice cream at Dairy Queen. Mm -hmm. It could be anything. But those things throughout the day. Also look for those. You're going to experience the triggers really whether you want to or not. Like they're going to be there. But it's how you handle them that you can work on. But also look for the glimmers. Look for the fun things. Look for the Mm -hmm. cute things. So for instance, my glimmers would be sometimes watering the yard if I have the energy. (laughs) But like looking to see how much our tomatoes have grown. Mm -hmm. This is the first time I've ever grown a tomato plant. (laughs) Or really much of anything. (laughs) So there's a big old fat tomato in there. He's a honker. He's like... What silver dollar size? Yeah, getting pretty good. Um, he's getting big, and I'm very proud of that. So that's a glimmer. Watching the birds, or the squirrels, or the bunnies, or whoever in the yard, the dogs, and whatever silly thing they're gonna do. <laughs> Just all kinds of things. It could be anything. It could be like saying a joke that I just popped in my head and making you laugh. Yeah. Or watching Outlander. Or any anything like that. Yeah. So look for those things, too, because it does help. And you could even take a picture of it and make a little mood board or something if that's helpful for you to see it. Set yourself up a a Glimmer album. Yeah, make make your Glimmer photo album and just add those sweet things, little moments or whatever. And go when you feel shitty, go back and look at it. Another thing I do is I have a little jar on my desk and anytime anyone says something sweet to me or gives me a compliment or says they're proud of me or anything like that, compliments my work or says how I've helped them, I write it down on a piece of paper. I cut all the pieces of paper up so everything, every statement is individual and I put it in this jar. And so sometimes when I feel really shitty, I look in the jar. I might pick one or two things. I might go through a, f- a handful of things. Yeah. But I look at it till I start to feel better. Yeah, that's good. That's also something that's helpful. I th- I went through a long period of not listening to music much. And so now I'm starting to listen to music a lot more. And I think that's helpful too. Yeah. Even if it's helpful to like listen to music that kind of meets your mood where you're at. <laughs> so you can work through it better. Yeah. That's also a helpful tip. Like I have a playlist on my Spotify that's just things, songs I listen to when I'm angry. There's a lot of <laughs> Eminem. And so I have that playlist and I listen to it and then, yeah, it's like, but then I feel better. And the way that I actually styled the playlist was that it starts angry and then it gets a little more hopeful. I think there's a Backstreet Boys song towards the end and it ends on a hopeful note where I've, it's helped me like by the end of it, sort of work through the anger and lead like ends with something a little more upbeat or hopeful at the end. Oh yeah. So that's another thing you could do. It's like, Style your playlist so you listen to it very specifically and it has a, a sort of flow of vibe that helps you get through whatever emotion. And yeah. also journaling has helped me a lot. Yeah. And having a little notebook or most people will use some kind of notes app on their phone. But I like having a physical notebook in my purse. And so when I have some kind of thought or idea or anything that comes to mind, some people call it downloads or like it's a message from the universe or something that pops into your head that feels mm-hmm. like an important message that you need to pay attention to, even some kind of realization about, oh, I get really mad about this thing because this 
thing happened to me when I was a kid. Write that down. Mm, And so I've been trying to write it down as much as possible and be able to look through everything. And it adds up. And I I think it's really helpful to see stuff, to write things down, to, to have a physical copy of it, to get it out of your head in that way. And some people are just going to type it and that's going to work well for them. But for me, I like the physical part of it. I think that's hel- that part is helpful to me too. I had a conversation with a friend and I likened it to digging through the garbage chute in A New Hope. I thought it was Empire. It's murky. You can't see shit. You know there's some dark shit in there. You know there's some shit that's going to fuck you up in there. And you don't want to even know what's in there. But you have to dig through. Like, you have to get through it to get to the other side to get out of this. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of shit in this garbage pit in my brain. So you got to dig through. And you got to be like, oh, where did this garbage come from? If there were all these parts, but all the parts are related to all of the things you need to work through. And when you pick up a part and you're like, oh, God, I don't, oh, my God, I don't want to think about that. You can throw it away and back in the water. You're going to still have to go through it at some point. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Or you can look at it and be like, okay, where did this come from? Why is it here? Okay, Mm. how can I use this to get through the door, to get out of here? Yeah, yeah. That's what it is, Uh to put it in that way, if that makes sense. Yeah. You're going to use this memory to help prop open the garbage compactor so you don't get crushed. Yeah. And maybe all of these things work together to help you get out. Or maybe you've learned things from all these things Mm, that work together to help you get out. But going through them helps you get closer to getting out. You know what I mean? Does that mean? Okay. Yeah, I think so. So that sort of flesh out that idea more. Anyway, I've been learning a lot in that way. Digging through the garbage chute. Like summer. I hate the season summer. (laughs) It's too hot. I don't like it. But also, it makes me feel lonely. It makes me feel claustrophobic. And I realized very recently that's because I wasn't in school. I was stuck at home with my family, who was very abusive. I stayed in my room by myself so I wouldn't get screamed at or beat. So I was very lonely. It's very claustrophobic. I'm stuck in my room the whole, most of the time. Yeah. Like I had to hoard food away in my sock drawer in case they didn't tell me it was dinner or they would leave. They would just leave and not tell me they were going anywhere. They'd go out to eat at a Mexican food place and I would just be stuck there. (sighs) I didn't know where they were going when they'd be back or whatever. So anyway, very claustrophobic, very lonely, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's, and I realized that's part of why I hate summer. It's Mm. this season. It's how that feels for me. And that's why it feels that way. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So then you think, how am I going to fix that shit? (laughs) (laughs) So I'm trying to think of summer in a different way. I'm trying to be mindful of how much I don't like it because I don't like the heat. And I do have to be careful with it because I am quite heat intolerant. My body doesn't regulate its temperature because I don't have a thyroid. So I just have to be very mindful about that. Mm -hmm. Then try to do things earlier in the morning, which is helpful now because we're getting up earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're not rushed and then we can go to things earlier. So just trying to make those different kinds of tweaks to whatever, like doing an activity if we want to get out Mm -hmm. of the house. And also setting boundaries to be like, if it's super hot, I'm going to have to be in the shade or be inside or stay home so that I'm mindful of how I'm feeling. Because like I said at the beginning, my whole life, I've had to abandon myself for everyone Mm -hmm. else around me. Yeah. Yeah. 
and I'm starting to figure out how to set those boundaries and pick myself and what I need in a Mm -hmm. lot of situations. Yeah. It doesn't feel great. It's like super uncomfortable. But also there was a a phrase that I read when I was doing my, my journaling the other day. And it said, learn the difference between danger and discomfort to try to regulate your nervous system to help with anxiety and things. Learn the difference between danger, like actual danger and discomfort. Yeah, yeah. And so I've been trying to repeat that to myself. Going to the doctor is very scary for me. It makes my anxiety really bad. It's very, it's an issue. And there are appointments coming up that make me really nervous. And I have doctor phobia anyway, yada, yada. But trying to say that, that phrase to myself, yeah. where I can leave. If I feel like I'm in danger at that doctor's office, I can leave. Absolutely. But I am going to be uncomfortable there. Because I don't like the doctor's offices. Yeah, yeah. So if I can know, like, I'm probably not going to die there today. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not going to feel great. It's going to be super uncomfortable. I Maybe I can handle it better. So I'm trying to look at it that way, too. That was just a very helpful phrase that I heard recently. While we're talking about my mental health issues. (laughs) So another thing that realization I had was that, so our trip to the beach which I was very excited about, didn't go as planned. It wasn't completely shitty, but my depression was, and it made me feel shitty the whole time. We still saw lots of eagles. Like, we did lots of really... (laughs) We drove on the beach, and I took some photos, and I'm going to go through those starting next week. But it just... All of the little things that went wrong were triggers that led to the bigger issue. I realized as things didn't go well, because I'm trying to change. And I think I also think that's why my anxiety and depression have been so bad lately, is because I'm trying to change. And their essential job was to (laughs) protect me from all the shit that was happening to me. That's very true. And so I didn't want to cry. So when I'm trying to change, they're freaking out. The anxiety and depression. And they're like, oh, God, no, this is not how things are supposed to go. Like, this is how bad things happen. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm trying to change. (laughs) Yeah. So I have to do things differently. And that's really hard. So part of that for me is trying to not have a lot of control over things or aim for perfection. So with the trip, not over planning, not really. We didn't really have an itinerary. We just were going to relax. And we had a various list of things we could do. Yeah when we felt like doing something and I thought that was fine and I was packed days in advance and I felt prepared in that way without having to freak out and I I felt like I was gonna have a good time at the beach (laughs) yeah when they think things started to go awry when I felt like you hadn't prepared enough and I felt like that was my fault because I should have prepared enough I should have anticipated everything that was gonna go wrong (laughs) all the whole time and been prepared i should have done more it's my fault i realized that's because of the family i grew up in like i had to anticipate their needs their emotions all of the time yeah because that was between me maybe having dinner that night or getting slapped in the face yeah anything could happen yeah so i had to anticipate everything and if something went wrong I was blamed when I wasn't perfect. If something wasn't perfect, I did get blamed. Mm. And so that, that sticks with you. 
Yeah, yeah. So I realized, even though I'm prepared with my stuff, because you weren't necessarily fully prepared with your stuff, and it made us a little bit late, and because things started going wrong, not quite as planned, yeah. I wouldn't say wrong, but just not quite as planned, then I felt it's my fault because I didn't see this coming and I didn't prepare for mm. this thing. And I, I wasn't aware yeah. of this thing or that thing or blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, that's part of the reason that I okay. cried all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know it then. I didn't know all of this then. Yeah, yeah. This just dawned on me like a couple of days ago. Oh, dang. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, learning things. That's progress. <laughs> Yeah. Attempting to unlearn things. That's another thing. Another mm. pr- progress. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm trying. Yeah. Yeah. You're, but it's hard because I, I feel like I have to tell people I'm trying. <laughs> like yeah. I'm trying, but I don't need to. Oh, yeah. But I, I true. feel like I need to. Does that make sense? I get it. I get it. Um, yeah. And especially when I'm not being consistent with something like the podcast or like mm. my blogger. Or maybe I haven't talked to a friend in a while and I feel guilty about that. Then I feel like I need, I have to prove that I'm trying, mm. prove that I'm doing something. Yeah, yeah. And that's not really necessary either, but it's just that feeling, so. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, this is what's happening. This then, is where we are. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for sticking around <laughs> if you're listening to this. And we will catch you next time with some kind of exquisite hate and thank you dobby for waiting the last 15 minutes because yeah, he's been he, wanting his greenie very badly yeah he's <laughs> de- he's very demanding it's a stare down right now so thank you dobbins <laughs> now y'all know i hate to say goodbye because i have so much to say and we have lovely chats but i do love to watch you go